Hey, it's Tyler, again, and you're about to listen to another Season 1 recap episode, again. But I promise this is should be the last one you listen to. Originally this week we had uh, a Christmas party episode recorded that we were going to post, but unfortunately, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, I work kind of a high-demand job some weeks. And uh, as the editor of this podcast, and my job being a little more high-demanding this week than it is on some others and some things with the holiday coming up, uh, I just wasn't able to get the episode out in time because it was a a longer episode than normal. It was um, at least twice as long as our typical episodes. So be looking for that next week for New Year's, our Christmas party episode. Uh, This episode, though, uh, again, two of my favorite episodes. For a couple of reasons. Uh, for one, they're just really, really good improv. Brian Hines is an, an amazing improviser. And uh, the sound quality, uh, he just has a, a great voice for this. And that's the other reason why Chris Bauer, uh, the second half of this episode, why I went with that one. Uh, because again, it's good improv. But he just, the character through his voice just sounds so great and so authentic. I can't wait to have either one of these guys back on because it was just a pleasure to do both these episodes with these guys. So the first one is going to be Brian Hines. After we get through his outro where we talk about where you can find him, uh, we go right into Chris's episode. So so don't turn it off just yet. We barrel right into that. And then if you want to know where you can find Chris, he's got a really cool YouTube thing he does where he, he goes around, he tries out different foods and that kind of stuff. Uh, be sure to tune into the last of the episode to check out what Chris is doing. Anyhow, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, we can't wait to for you guys to hear us. Uh, New Year's. Have a Happy New Year's as well. We love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Welcome to Ask Questions. These are not experts. These are not journalists. They are just improvisers. Please do not take them or their advice seriously. Godspeed. Hi. Oh. Tyler, I'm so happy you're back. Yeah, me too. I'm glad I came back. Why don't you just go ahead and do the intro? Okay, thank you for uh, conceding that. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Ask Questions, an interview podcast. Oh, that felt good. Mm-hmm. Ah! I'm Sarah. I'm Kathy. It feels good to be back in the seat. Let me tell you. This is... I missed this the entire time I was gone. So much. Aw. Where were you, Tyler? I always kind of got the impression you hated your job. Not anymore. I've experienced a lot in these last couple weeks. I've seen a lot more of the country. I've uh, really expanded my reality, if you will, of what the uh, what it means to be a podcaster. Hmm. Where were you? All over. I I jumped on a train, a freight train. I I took all the toothbrushes. One I fashioned into a shiv for self-defense in case I needed it. Uh, the other two 
I used for trading with uh, gentlemen of the rails, as you would say. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard that that challenge where like you take a penny or something and you you trade it up every day, and the idea is that eventually you get like a hundred dollars or something. I did that with mm-hmm. what'd you get? Um, a cold, a banjo <laughs> that I don't know how to play. I did get stabbed with the shiv that I traded off because after I traded the two toothbrushes, I was only left with the shiv, and I was really hungry because I ate all the gummy worms. And this gentleman on the rails had a can of beans, and it looked really good. Uh, and then, so I gave him the shiv brush, and he shivved me, and took the banjo and all the other stuff away. In which case, I had to then earn it back via a whole sitcom butler situation. Did you? Then I played bongos and a folk band, too. That was a thing I did in Utah. Are you happy to be back? I'm so happy. I'll be a lot happier when the shiv wound uh, clears up with the infection. Mm-hmm. Um, not very sanitary conditions in the back of a freight train. Um, uh, Tyler, as soon as you got back, I noticed that you moved all of your stuff out of my house. Where where did you move? Yeah, uh, I should probably broach this with you too, Sarah. Um so, I realize that, uh, I'm just going to come out and say it, that your date with Jonathan Jonathan wasn't so much a date. Yeah. Right. I was, mm-hmm. I meant to tell you about that. It wasn't a date. I know, I, I know, because he asked you a lot about me, right? Uh, it mm-hmm. was kind of like a uh, reference check. Um, yeah. Oh, you're living with Jonathan. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, he wanted to tell you this, but I thought it would be best if I broke the news to you. Uh, he decided that after my travels, I came back a lot more worldly and well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and uh, me and Jonathan are co-running the network out of his house. Kathy, why don't you connect our oh, guest? Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm co-your boss now. Uh, Tyler, you are absolutely not. We will talk right. about this off air. Co-boss. Okay. Um, James, are you on? Yes, I'm here. James. James. Hey, James. Tyler here, co-boss of the network. How are you today? Uh, very good to meet you. Uh, Tyler, is it? Yes, yes. James. You're a nutritionist, so you really care about what people put in their bodies, I'm assuming. And how how did you become, how did you start caring about that? Do you have some sort of origin story for why you care about nutrition? Uh, you know, it was uh, probably the same as anybody's. Um, I was in college, and uh, my guidance counselor suggested that I go into this line of work. He thought my physique spoke to that line of work and uh i was like Mm -hmm. why not i don't really have any plans so here we are wait so james james i'm sorry your college guidance counselor recommended you be a nutritionist because of your physique where did you go to college Uh, well it's you know um it was online and uh i think uh i think uh well, it's not really around anymore, um, but it was 
quite the place to be in the 90s slash 2000s. James. Yes. James, can I ask what happened to your your college that caused it to Um, no longer be functional? Honestly, I I think it was one of those very common things. They didn't uh, re-up the um, URL, the website, and someone else got it and, of course, wanted to charge them a lot of money, and they were like, no. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the end of the of the school. Well, you would think that's where the people's tuition goes towards. Mm. Yeah, there was know. a bit of a scandal with that. Um, mm. It turns mm. out they were really, really just taking everyone's money and and not okay. really giving us anything of substance. All your you know diplomas, you just printed out yourself, and and uh, they may or may not have been photoshopped. I mean, mine certainly wasn't, but everyone else's probably. James, can I can I take a guess at what the university was? Sure, sure. Was it did it start with a T and end with a rump? Hmm. I mean, I'm not at liberty to say from, you know, all the NDAs sure. I had to sign to mm-hmm. get my real diploma. But um mm-hmm. yeah, there there may have been uh, uh, a very orangey man in a suit that um, we saw a video of during orientation. And um, yeah, it felt great to be there under his guidance. So James, tell me a little bit about your job now. Do you work supervising other nutritionists? Or are you kind of like the bottom well, of Well, you know, I'm kind of the top of the heap, Sarah. Uh, I have a lot of other sub-nutritionists that work under mm. me. Um, and then they have sub nutritionists that work under them. It's a pretty simple thing. You go out, find a couple nutritionists, then they start finding a few nutritionists each. And then really, if you're at the top, you just kind of sit at home and eat bonbons. James, are you happy with your occupation? Um, yeah, well, uh, I drive a Corvette, uh, 76, of course, but... Uh, Yeah, and I eat pizza and uh, go out whenever I want. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say I'm pretty happy. James, you know, I'm pretty happy in my career, too, because I just recently got a pretty big promotion. And, (sighs) you know, I could always stand to be happier, though. And this just sounds like a great gig to get Mm, in. It is. Like, you know, it sounds like you're at the Mm -hmm. top. I'm already on the top of one one mountain. Right. Well, I'm sharing the top of that sure. mountain. Right. Like, he's Zeus and I, I'm Poseidon. Sure. This sounds like another mountain I might want to climb up top oh, of. Oh, definitely. You would definitely start at the bottom. And, yeah, if mm-hmm. you were able to bring in some people under you, they would mm-hmm. hoist you up that mountain toward the mm-hmm. top. And that's really what you want to do. We, we, we always need people like yourself, Tyler. Hmm. Um. James, I'm pretty familiar with this kind of mountain mm-hmm. that you're describing. I'm anticipating that there's probably a hefty startup cost to join the bottom no, of the mountain. No, 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 no. It's it's 49 easy payments of just $999 each. Easy payments. Mm-hmm. They're very easy. We have a, a square credit card. You just swipe it. And uh, we do that 49 times. And you are in, absolutely in, to start bringing people under you. Um, you'll get all of your pamphlets and your videos of how to talk to people about being a nutritionist. Um, it's it's really a once-in-a-lifetime deal. 
kind of sounds like something Tyler would be interested in, but I, I'm afraid you can't have another full-time job while you're doing this, so it sounds like you'd have to leave podcasting. Mm. Well, James, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like this is kind of a work-at-your-own-pace kind of kind of deal, right? Oh, yes. You work whenever you want to work. You get mm. what you put into it. See, yeah, I can do this on the side, Sarah. Pretty easy, you know. Sounds like by the time you get all these mountains coming in under you, you know, like if if you've got all these people coming under you and you're driving your Corvette all around all the time and you can eat pizza and go out whenever you want, why would you want to have a day job? See, Sarah, this is where uh, there's a difference between you and me. I'm a mountain climber. Okay. You're more of the person at base camp. And once you've cl- once you've climbed one mountain, you want to climb bigger and better mountains. I want to climb James's mountain. I want to scale it. Mm. And I'm going to leave some people at base camp. And that's okay, because that's where they stay. But in my experience, always, ABC, always be climbing. James, um, I just have to ask, has anyone ever climbed your mountain and, like, died a horrible death? I mean... Look, every business has fatalities. Um, I don't think we can put ourselves apart from that. I mean, if you're a bus driver, you probably rolled someone over. So, yeah, sure. Um, Sure. We occasionally have um, the occasional happenstance fatality, you know, four or five, six. Um, That happens. You know, that's part of the nutrition game, as they say. You might die. James, I'm sorry, is it the nutritionists who are dying or is it their clients? It's a good who question, Sarah. Both. Um, a lot of times it's both. Uh, usually it comes from some bad advice that the nutritionist gets and goes down to you know the people that are under him, his nutritionists, and then their clients. And that can, you know, some bad advice can go, can go pretty quickly. And, uh, but we're really good about staying on top of that. And then obviously replacing those nutritionists and clients with more nutritionists and clients. And we just happen to have an opening for Tyler. I think it's a, it's a really good time to jump in the game. Actually. Okay. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, James, I'm at, I'm at the base of this mountain and I thought about climbing it, but um, what you just kind of described almost comes off as a dog eat dog kind of scenario. Whereas um, it is so competitive like a Game of Thrones situation where you you might get offed? Is that is that what I'm feeling here? I, I understand some of the clients do, but you also said that the 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 uh would you call yourself a dietitian? What would you I mean, nutritionist? Uh king nutritionist is what I go by. But sure, sure we can sure. we can do K in for short, it's no big deal. Uh yeah, okay. Tyler to address your question. Yes, you will absolutely have to stab people in the neck. Figuratively. <laughs> Figuratively, Mm -hmm. but mostly in reality, Um, you will definitely be doing that. Um, Sometimes people have to get dealt with. You know, that's that's true of any job. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're flipping burgers or killing Nazis. It's all the same. You know, I think we can all agree with that. Mm So, yeah, there's some violence uh, associated in in, in this in this crazy world we have going here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's starting to sound less like a uh, a mountain and more of a family you know mm. maybe a, a crime family mm. I'm, I'm trying i'm trying not to use the m word but it kind of sounds like a nutritional m word well you know i mean i think it's more of a a happy gang 
uh, just a, a gang of folks with a common interest, um, you know, and uh, for small small price to pay to uh, jump into this happy gang. And uh, you could be in an IROC in no time. Hey, James, can you give me an example of some of the advice that has led to the death of a nutritionist? Uh, sure, sure. Um, you know, we believe that you lose more weight when you're terrified. Uh, there's a lot of science behind it. I'm sure you wouldn't understand it. But, you know, when you're really scared, you burn calories at four times the normal rate of a normal workout. So what we like to do is take you out to a cliff and... Uh, and have you scale it. Um, and don't worry, if you've never never rock climb, it's not a problem. There's lots of handholds, but we don't allow ropes. Ropes, we believe, get in the way. Um, it really, it doesn't help you lose weight. So we're going to have you scale these cliffs. We usually start from the top down. So you're starting at the highest, right? So you can work your way down. So it feels better when you get closer to the ground. And, uh, you know, from time to time... Uh, People don't do well with that exercise. Hmm. What makes you think about me that you could look at me and think that I wouldn't understand the science well, behind that, um, James? We have a pretty strict policy of hiring men only. Um, we feel that it's uh, just a better way to communicate and go forward. You understand it's uh, there's no no uh, gaps in the communication chain, as we like to call it. Do you say that women um, can't understand what, like, man can understand? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, this, historically, um, no, I wouldn't say that out loud uh, mm -hmm. in front of people. But wink, wink, you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. So this is kind of like a, a an Elks Lodge, you know, just a fraternity of men scaring the, literally scaring the pants off of other people with weight loss. It's funny you should mention that. We actually don't allow pants at our meetings. Um, that's the first thing you do when you get to one of our meetings. We go pantsless. I mean, we're there to show out those glutes, right? So we got a, we got them out there. Everybody's checking them out. They can compare themselves. Um, you know, grab grab on, grab on a hold of one. You know, why not? Uh, check it out. Uh, see, this is how you should be doing it, you know. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. so pantsless, uh, it's, a, it's a good analogy. Also, it's not figurative. It, it, that's literal. No pants. So, James, you don't allow women, but you make everyone walk around pantsless? Well, I mean, your words, but yeah. Is underwear allowed? Kathy, that's up to you. Uh, I would never tell someone they shouldn't have underwear on. Obviously, I would laugh at it and point at you and make you feel small if you did wear them, but... That is a personal choice that we allow all of our nutritionists to decide. What about a, a tasteful, I, I don't know, I, I don't know the real word for what this article of clothing is. So I'm just going to call it by its common vernacular. What about a tasteful banana hammock? Mm. If I was to join up in this fraternity of nutritional experts and I was to show up uh, the first night in meeting, I feel like that article would would expose the glutes well enough and while also uh, maintaining my modesty. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Tyler. I think you were made for this. Uh, banana hammocks are very welcome. 
Um, I mean, that's all I ever wear. So uh, we're we're in the same boat on this one, the banana boat, if you would, if you'd be so bold. Uh, so yeah, that would be wonderful. Or we're napping in the same hand. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Has a banana hammock ever split while climbing up a mountain? I lost you there, Kathy. What was that? Again? <laughs> Has a banana hammock ever split while climbing up the mountain? Um. Well, I've never done that myself. Uh, I like to lead by what I say, not by what I do. I subscribe to that viewpoint. Um, I've seen some people do it in a banana hammock. Uh, I mean, look, those guys didn't make it. But I've other side people. I've seen people do it in other garments, like underwear or pants. And uh, you know, it's a mixed bag, if you will. They uh, they sometimes make it, sometimes don't. I would say more often than not, they definitely make it. So underwear, I don't believe really gets in the way of that, but it's just not as good to see unless it's a banana hammock. So I'm still, I'm taking notes here, James, because I'm really considering climbing this mountain Mm. with you. All right. I want to be king of my own Mm. mountain. I'm already co-king of one. I'm ready to be king of another. Uh, I'm a little concerned though about um, legal responsibility. Mm. Here, it sounds like this is a venture that probably gets hit with a lot of lawsuits. I mean, you got people climbing cliffs. It sounds like they're really inexperienced at it. They've got no protective gear, no pr- protective harnesses. Sometimes they're doing it in boxer briefs, G-strings, banana hammocks, sands underwear maybe. I don't know. I haven't climbed this mountain yet. You can't tell me you've never faced legal troubles with this kind of venture. Uh, it's a it's a good question, Tyler. Uh, yeah, sure. We have what I would call a team of lawyers. Uh, my uncle Derek, mm-hmm. he uh, he likes to move us around from country to country, not literally, of course, but you know, using our mailing address, uh, we can do lots of different states and countries. And uh, sure, if they don't have an office that's still there to send the legal summons to, well. You didn't really get it, did you? Sarah, you know more about this than I would. I think the legal summons still exist, though, right? Even though they don't. Absolutely, you can you can still get a legal summons without your without having a business address. I think you're wrong on that, Sarah, but that's okay. Uh, Kathy, my headphones are doing that weird thing again, where I'm getting yeah, an echo. Um, okay. Can you just could you just kick James off the call for James, a James? Can you stand by, please, so I can fix? Oh, sure. Them? Sarah, what's what's Kathy, up? didn't we just talk about you vetting the people who came on this show? Yes. Um, and now you brought you brought someone who's coming in here with the most dangerous pyramid scheme well, I've ever heard. The way he talked about it was, you know, this is an opportunity for people to get back on their feet. For men. Well, he said, you know, man, but I thought he was just assuming all of them because, you know, woman has the word man in it. So I just assumed it was for everyone. Um, but yeah. Kathy, I just want you to know as your new co-boss, it's okay. Mistakes happen. Um, I appreciate you thinking outside the box on this guest. And he had a good I resume. I mean, I found him on um, LinkedIn, and um, he, he seemed like he was doing yeah, some great. How things, are you to know? So, don't sweat it. Things happen. 
But week after week, we are getting cult leaders. We are getting charlatans. We're getting pyramid schemes. Like, there has to be some sort of accountability somewhere, Kathy. Well, okay, Sarah, let's be let's be completely honest here, though. The the podcast, uh, me and Jonathan were actually just talking about this the other mm-hmm. day, this, this thing, at a uh, – at a meeting, kind of a little uh, co owners of the network meeting, and mm-hmm. um, you know the podcast field is just overly saturated with shows, and um, this is kind of a trickle down effect, you know, because you've got um, let's be honest, the real podcasts out there, like um, you ninety nine percent invisible, sure that one, um, you know how stuff works, all their stuff. Um, there's so many podcasts out there that have just sucking up all the good guests. And this is what we have yeah. left. We, we get the leftovers, okay? And James is one of the leftovers. He, and we got to make the best out of our he leftovers. He's kind of at the okay? bottom of the barrel, kind okay, of, fine. you know. Fine. I, because we're at the bottom fine. of the barrel, Sarah. Hey, okay, fine. maybe we'll just Put climb James back, back up that mountain, you know? I'll, so. I'll all right, nice. James, are you with us? I sure am, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me back on. Uh, it's our pleasure, James. So I am, and I think uh, Sarah will join me in this. Um, still a little... Will I? I, I? Will I, Tyler? Well... Go ask the question and I'll tell you if I'll join you. Sarah, a- Ask the question and I'll tell you if I'll join you after you ask take the breath, question. Sarah, take a, take a moment. Ask the question, Tyler. Sarah, um, I just want you know. That uh, I have a workplace hostility video I'm going to be sending you after this interview. Fine. That I need you to watch. Okay. Fine. I'll watch it again. Um, I've watched it before. Well, you haven't watched it for me. You've watched it for Jonathan. I know you're watching it for me. Tyler, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Did you make this video? Sure. I have a feeling that you made this video. This is a new one. Okay. This is a new one, Yes. Um, this is one of my initiatives I've talked to, uh, with Jonathan, uh, with our, uh, employee engagement and onboarding process, you know, mm. in case, uh, someone gets really hostile and we need to bring on an, a new employee. Um, so we've got this new onboarding video about workplace hostility that I would love, uh, for Sarah to watch and she can give me her input. See, Great. Tyler, ask the I question. Said, I said professional words like input, Sarah. Thank you, Tyler. Ask the question. So I'm still a little concerned about the legality of this. Um, where where exactly are you recording from right now? You um, well, it's uh, an undisclosed location. Uh, I'm not really mm-hmm. at liberty to say where I'm at sure. this week. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's nice here, or maybe it's snowing. I don't know. Um, I move around a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have have you or any of your well, obviously you haven't because you're driving the the big flashy car mm. and you're uh, you know your your king mm. of the mountain. Has any of your underlings ever been snatched up by the law? Um, you're throwing a lot at me, Tyler. Uh, okay. I mean, just one question. In a word, of course. But yeah. are they guilty? Mm, I don't know. Uh, we'll let a judge decide. Their trials are coming up. Okay. Hey, Kathy, can you stick a pin in that, and we'll follow up with uh, with James, hopefully sometime in the future, see how those trials okay. go. Okay, yeah. If you don't mind that, James. Tyler. Oh, no, no, please do. Um, I might be hard to get a hold of for the next few months, but I'll pop up right after that. Uh, okay. Sure. 
Why will you be difficult to get a hold of for the next uh, few months, well, James? Um, I'm not at liberty to say right now, but it has something to do with maybe the FBI, me training them, obviously. Um, the FBI is looking for a new nutritionist model. They're looking at ours to adapt it. That's all I can say right now. Super secret, hush, hush. Um, but right now, uh, I can't let them know where I'm at yet. It's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I'm going to hold off on climbing this mountain. <sighs> James. That's disappointing, Tyler. I thought you were better than that. Well, you know, I've always got my climbing gear. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, whenever you guys climb that FBI mountain, mm. you know, mm. once you climb that one. Well, the climbing gear that you have should be $100 bills. Remember, I said four, 49 easy payments of nine ninety nine. Then you can jump into this. I'll keep that in yeah. mind. Yeah. Tyler, I, I kind of think you should climb this mountain. It's all your favorite things. You're going to get money. You get to do something incredibly risky with very little payoff. You know, you would think, but that would be the old Tyler. And the new Tyler has responsibilities as (sighs) co-owner of the Ask Questions podcast and the network that it's on. You are not owner of the podcast network or of Ask Questions. You are not. That is not what your meeting with Jonathan was about. I know that. Do you, Sarah? I'm almost 100% sure Jonathan would not make you co-boss. Are you really that sure? Yes. When we had dinner, he asked me how he I tolerated living with you. I wanted to know how many of my pets you had drowned. Is that a question you ask of a potential job candidate? Well, I don't know because it happened. I don't know what to tell you. Kathy, Kathy, why don't you just ask James some questions and I'm just going to sit here and breathe and pretend like I'm in a happy place. All right, Sarah, you enjoy that happy place. Um, James, do you have any special people in your life? Um, sure. Uh, there's a, a, a gal down um, not too far from here uh, named Jasmine, and uh, I like to spend a lot of time with her. Time. Time. Um, yeah, she's pretty special. She does, uh, she's very bendy. And, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like Jasmine's. Jasmine's? Like, there's more than one? Oh, no, just her place. Okay. Uh, it's very, very inviting and mm-hmm. warm. And, uh, I like going down to Jasmine's, you know. And, uh, and Jasmine lives there and, uh, well, works. But, it's a really great place. You know, James, before we climb a mountain that's going to make me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. uh, this is usually in the, the podcast where we enter something called the lightning round. All right. Where we answer, you know, we just throw some rapid fire questions at you and you give us some rapid fire answers. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to, to climb the summit of the lightning round mountain? Uh, I live on that summit, Tyler. So, yeah. What are your favorite vegetables? Um, I'm going to go with pepperonis. Do you think a woman can be president? <laughs> Sarah, but seriously, what is your question? Would Jasmine miss you if you somehow ended up in jail? Uh, if I'm being honest, no. No, I don't, I don't believe she would. Um, I think I like her more than she likes me. I'm just being honest. I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but 
I, I that's the truth. What would you say your macros are a day? Your intake. Right. Uh, I've heard that term before, Tyler, but I really don't know what it means. Okay. James, James, how much money have you made being a nutritionist versus how much money have you lost? Mm, good question, Sarah. Um, there's a big difference. That's a really a good question for my accountants. Um, I, I can't get a hold of them right now, but uh, they assure me that I've got plenty of money to stay right where I'm at for a while. And then I'll have plenty of money whenever they call me back and tell me how much money I, I still have. James, what's your favorite word? Not guilty. That was weird. <laughs> it got so off track. I don't even know where the no woman thing came from. I was like, what are you doing? No, I loved it. it was I, th- I think this is where we give the disclaimer where we tell everybody that uh, Chris is not a massive misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> so to be fair, oh my God. If, if the thing that you're a misogynist about is not getting women in your pyramid schemes, like maybe maybe that is actually better. Maybe like yeah, really. you're only victimizing men. They're probably smarter enough not to get into a pyramid scheme, so <laughs> it probably makes more sense not to approach women for it. I mean, I knew this was all fake, and I was almost into it. <laughs> so. Like this sounds great. As all good pyramid schemes go. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, Thank you for our guest, Chris Bauer, for coming on our podcast. Chris, do you want to tell them where they can find you? Yeah, you guys can follow along on my travel vlog on YouTube. It's called Set Streets and Eats. I do weekly episodes all over this great country of ours, and uh, I'd appreciate you uh, watching some. And guys, if you enjoyed Chris and you want to hear more of the guests that we have coming on the show, make sure to uh, follow us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Give us that like. Uh, Also, while you're doing it, don't forget to give us a review uh, because with the way the internet works, that's the only way they know we're a real podcast. Guys, make sure to follow us at AskQuestionsPod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget to send your suggestions uh, because we are a completely improvised podcast to those socials. If you have an idea of a character for the Ask Questions crew to sit down and interview, reach out to us at any of the socials that Kathy just provided. Thanks. We love you. listening to ask questions an interview podcast i'm tyler i'm sarah hey sarah i've got a big favor to ask of you okay real big be doing me a solid okay what's up if you would take the lead on this one i'm feeling a little under the weather just a little uh that's fine does that have anything to do with the four hershey's bars i just saw you eat a couple hours ago it could absolutely have something to do with the four Hershey's bars that I just ate. Um, the, the Hershey's four, sandwich. Yeah, the four king-size Hershey's Hershey's mm-hmm. bars that are meant like for a family anyway. Yeah, yeah, it could. I was trying not to, to sound more professional about my illness over on mm-hmm. mic. Um, so I appreciate that. Okay, yeah, no problem. So, I'm, that, that's great. I'm, it was a dare. Okay. It, it was a dare to eat four family-sized Hershey bars from whom? I'm in this Facebook group where we just dare each other to do things all the time. Like eat just too many chocolate bars? Yeah, or hold up a 7-Eleven, you know, just whatever the person comes up with. Oh, 
Okay. Well, you know what? Um, we'll just get into that later. Uh, Lawrence, can are, can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Sarah, hello. How are you? I am. I am great. I'm so happy to have you on today. Um, you may have heard Tyler's feeling a little bit under the weather, so he he All may right. not be as uh, participatory in this conversation. But that's okay. You and I can jive about politics. You know. Sure. Whatever, whatever you need as a politician, uh, all citizens of our great state and country are my bosses. Oh, okay. Well, I'm actually kind of glad that Tyler's not going to uh, participate much because I think if 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 he if he were fully here, he would take every opportunity to present himself as your boss. But uh, I guess he can't. Sarah, I'm a little offended that you think. That even under the best of circumstances, I couldn't ask the hard-hitting questions of our civil servants. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Tyler, go ahead. I'm uh, Lawrence, yeah. to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what district do you represent again? Fourth. Fourth district here in our state of Kentucky. Oh, that's great. Um, so, hard-hitting question. Bring it have on. Have you or have you not ever taken money? From the Hershey's Chocolate Factory uh, lobbyists, are you in? No. Are you in the pocket of Big Candy? I'm not in the pocket of Big Candy. Um, they own Pennsylvania, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, so most of the funding will stay up there in the Northeast. Um, and actually, they, uh, Hershey, yes, I understand. You know, big company. We would assume they're doing a lot of crooked things. I've done my homework. They're actually one of the more upfront and up to snuff companies really? out there. Pretty straightforward. I mean, if you think about what Hershey does. They make a sugary sweet product, they sell it, people buy it, and then you suffer your consequences. There's really no underhanded going on there with Hershey's, you know, let's say you know, Cheerios and, and the crap they're up to. Well, Lawrence, what kind of crap is Cheerios up to? Oh, you, oh, you don't know this? No. I, no, I, I for one, am oh. also uh, first time I'm hearing this. All right. So listen, it's, it's actually one of the platforms I ran on. It's uh, you know, don't, don't judge a book by its cover and don't judge a box by its ingredients. All right. Uh, so ingredients right on the front of Cheerios is what, zero gram sugar, right? You remember that as a kid made our parents feel safe about giving it to us and so forth. Sure. No, I mean, that, that stuff, uh, it's technically yet yeah, zero grams of sugar, but they don't measure out maybe kilograms or pounds I don't think those direction. I'm sorry, those ingredients on the side of the box are specific enough. Sure, technically there's zero grams of sugar. We don't know if there could be 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 kilograms of sugar in a single box of Cheerios. Or even quarks. I mean, there's no telling how many quarks. We don't know. I mean, we could be using physics for our measurement. What I'm saying is I think the ingredients on a cereal box should be much longer than it is. But it should scroll out like a CVS receipt. We need to know what's in there. And more importantly... A detailed list, an exclusive, I'm sorry, an exhaustive list of what's not in there. Maybe instead of a toy in the box, uh, at the bottom of the cereal box, you can have a pamphlet. It's a great idea. That, thanks. Most of the box actually should be pamphlets. Let's call it what it is. So, Lawrence, you think that a, a box should have a list of every ingredient that is not included in the box, an exhaustive list? How else would you know? I mean, sometimes you do buy things for what they are not, right? You buy fat-free because there's no fat in this, correct? Right. Yeah. Or you buy, you know, sugar-free if we want to stay on this topic, or uh, emissions-free if you're going to buy an electric car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. 
And I want to know what I'm buying, but more importantly, I want to know what I'm not buying, which is why my campaign was run on the uh, check all boxes and suspect everyone slogan. So under your platform, you would have a list, uh, let's say for Cheerios. Yeah, we'll start there. Sure. Yeah, we'll uh, stay for there. The, yeah. For, for the Honey Nut Cheerios. You, you would like a list. Oh, wait, Honey Nut. Yeah, let's go. Let's go big. Let's All go right. big with Honey Nut. Okay. You want a list of everything that's in there, but also and you want them to make it explicitly clear everything that's not in there. Correct. It's like a likes and dislikes thing when you're you know looking for your first date. Same idea. You want to know what you're getting into for the rest of your life. Lawrence, are you are you talking about just all food or do you want an exhaustive list of like every chemical compound that we know that isn't present in Cheerios? I mean, it would be good to know if there's no, uh, you know, borax in there, right? Um, I would say all consumer products should not just have what they are, but also what they are not. Mm-hmm. Same thing I did on, on the campaign trail. People knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was a, I was a third party candidate coming from the let's just wing it party. Um, people knew what I was. I was not a Republican. I was not a Democrat. I was not a Libertarian. I was I was a I was a fourth party candidate actually. Fourth party, first ever fourth party candidate to win the fourth district of Kentucky. Yeah, you know, and for the for the uninformed voter, um, not not to call your constituency. Um, ill-educated, but I'd have to say someone who is not a member of any of those parties probably really stood out. Yeah. And actually, you know what, Tyler, it's safe to call my uh, my platform and everything uneducated. Uh, again, the Let's Wing It party, we did no preparation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in high school when you forgot there was a test and mm-hmm. you panicked and you read that book in the hallway mm-hmm. and somehow you remembered everything and did fine? You didn't ace it, but you did fine. That's yeah. where we're going with. I, I, I think pressure – and lack of preparedness and lack of uh, you know, the, the, the weight that you feel when you feel like they need you to solve all problems, too much. I showed up to every debate. I rolled out of bed five minutes before every debate. Hmm. Uh, Lawrence, aren't debates usually at like 7 p.m.? Yeah. So do you sleep all day and stay up all night? If that's what I got to do to stay not prepared, I will do that. At that point, Sarah, that's debate prep. If that's so, what he's got to do, everyone preps differently. Or I stay up for two straight days watching reruns of like Family Ties or something. How do you make sure you're not prepared when you meet for session? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so with a uh, elected role, there are some perks. You know, there's um, housing, um, cars. I, I accept none of that. I live in a bunker, <laughs> the same bunker that my parents and their parents grew up in. Uh, four foot concrete walls lined with lead, no internet, no radio, AM or FM. There is one window. I'm trying to take care of that. Um, but otherwise, by living in there, I, I am sealed in there with just my thoughts, my beliefs, and I'm a pretty consistent candidate and now elected official because of that. And I think that's what the voters saw. So were your parents also members of the Just Wing It party or did this start with you? It started with me. My parents were uh, in a cult. Oh. Huh. A real, real weird one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could read between the lines there. Uh, this cult was actually part of a commune, but we're the only the only bunker left. The rest of them have been turned into community gardens. Okay. So – do you still consider yourself a cult member, just a cult of your family? I'm a cult of the United States of America. That was good. 
That was really good. I Thanks. Can see Thanks, why Tyler. You, yeah. I can see how you ace those debates. Yeah. When you're not prepared, I think I think transparency and honesty and, and, and passion come through. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like jazz. It's like jazz versus classical music. Both are okay, but I think it's more impressive when you see a solo made up on the spot versus classical. It's a song that we've heard for literally 300 years. I agree. I wish I could live in your district so I could vote for you. Get a bunker. Wait, Lawrence, are is yeah. your district entirely made up of people living in bunkers? It will be. It will be. What? We're going to have the lowest rate of skin cancer because everyone's going to be living underground. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not going to have to plow a single road because it's going to be all tunnels. And hmm. uh, internet technically will be free, but it's mostly going to be cans and string. Uh, we're going back. We're going back to old school technology, old school community, old school passion. You know what? I like that a lot because I bet if that Facebook were on a cannon string, you could you could moderate that a lot easier. If Facebook yeah. were on a string? Yeah, on cannon oh, string. Oh, we'd cut the right? string. We would, yeah, yeah, we would cut that string. We would cut that string. Just like my parents did when they found out I was speaking with another cult. Snip. Problem solved. I'm back in the family. Is there a lot of competition in cults to, to scalp the MVP, so to speak, you know? Yeah. No, there was. Uh, it's very insightful. Uh, it's not unlike big-time college sports. Hmm. You know, the people who can grow the best beans uh, – they definitely want to be pulled into the other cult. Uh, they're all like self-sustaining communities, but really, mm-hmm. you need the skill. Have you ever seen the show Survivor? Yeah. It's like that, but way creepier. So like you want skills in your group. You want people who are going to win competitions. And competition in this sense would be, you know, food, water, offspring. But really, it's the same idea. So yeah, uh, recruitment and theft and, you know, changing of birth certificates, very common in cults, just like Little League. So to tie your the cult uh, origin in with your campaign and sure. ask you a question about that. I know that typically in politics, religion is a hot button issue. Mm-hmm. It's bandied about every election season. So how would you say um, coming from a cult background uh, affected your campaign? Oh, that was easy. Uh, and I got lucky here. Again, how wouldn't I get lucky? I was not prepared for this question during the debate. So I, and I, I think you were talking about the one about two months before the election. Uh, I was asked by the local press, uh, you know, are you a practicing religion? If so, religion. And I stood up there and I looked out to the crowd and said, I, I am a proud member of the religion of us. Oh, that's good. I know. That was actually the T-shirts on our cult, religion of oh. us. So I didn't actually make that up. No, I just that was I was actually the T-shirt I was wearing underneath my uh, unironed shirt that day. Completely truthful. Okay, Lawrence, I get that that's truthful, but words have meaning. So you can't just get on a debate and just spout out a bunch of a bunch of words and expect that it to to impact meaningful policy. True, but if I say it on a campaign stage or as an elected official, then it's on me to make that thing happen. So it actually puts the pressure right back on me, the elected official. So on my uh, acceptance night when I was giving my speech and said all children will have unicorns, I'm working on that. Uh, it's going to take a bit. Uh, that might take more than one term, though. I'd like to get that out there right now. So one of your priorities is getting unicorns for all children? Eight and under, yeah. Uh, there's a little girl in the crowd. She had one of those shirts that said, you know, unicorn, rainbow unicorn. Again, I did not prepare a speech. So I was just ripping through whatever I saw in the audience and said, we're going to get you, uh, you know, relax and have coffee. We're going to get you, you know, 
University of Kentucky Wildcats, we're going to get you, and I saw a picture of a unicorn, unicorns for everyone under eight. Surprising round of applause on that one. So are we talking what you're working on, the unicorn project? Are we talking? Ooh, that's a good name. The unicorn project. You don't have a name for your unicorn project yet? Uh, It was called the creepy horse project, but I like yours better. Yeah, we're going to go with that. It was either creepy horse project or horse that you can hang a shirt on. But we're going to go, yeah, unicorn project. Let's go with that. Honestly, Lawrence, the Unicorn Project sounds sounds a little more uh, erudite. You know, like it it sounds like there's a there's something serious behind there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you mean serious? Uh, Not to throw the question back at you, but explain serious. Have you have you ever considered that maybe the unicorn is a metaphor? So maybe the unicorn for every child under eight means that every child under eight gets a good quality education and learns to read so that our third grade test scores are higher, you know? I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, but there's there's no room for metaphors in my campaign and my party. Uh, we, we are a campaign of truth. What you say is going to happen. So so you mean every child will literally have a unicorn? This this term or next, uh, again, this one's, there's a lot of cloning involved. We're not going to also do this with glue and spirit gum. This is going to be a legitimate you know, splicing of at least two animals, probably three I think a narwhal is coming into this one just to make this thing pop. But uh, in the next three to four years, every eight-year-old will open up their garage and have a unicorn. See, that was my follow-up question. If we were talking uh, unicorn prostheses, like out of the head, are we actually doing a Jurassic Park type uh, project with gene splicing? Somewhere between the two. Um, So, for example, you you know that exercise in – elementary school you take a stock of celery and put it in like blue food coloring and it kind of becomes blue yeah yeah we're gonna do that i'm gonna put a horse in a garage with a bunch of narwhals what what lawrence i'm gonna oh i'm sorry is that might be my microphone i'm gonna put a whole bunch of horses in my garage with a pile of narwhals lawrence narwhals live in the ocean they're mammals though I mean, I have a hose. Do you have a water tank? I'm not tank? a maniac. I'm not, <laughs> I'm sorry? You have a water tank for the narwhals? <laughs> no, I have. What I have is a lot of rubber cement and, again, only one window. So this should be okay. Bunkers are shockingly watertight. Maybe you could get a separate bunker for the narwhals and you could fill it up with water and put a narwhal in there and just let the horse look at them. But I, either way... I, I don't know that I don't know that just uh, having a horse next to a narwhal is going to give you an offspring that's a unicorn. I have my mother's eyes. I think we're getting I think we're splitting hairs here. I think the, the, the real thing that we want to talk about here is what I say in the campaign trail when I tell my voters and actually now that I've won all people in District 4 are, are my bosses. Mm-hmm. What I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do regardless of time, effort, money or Scientific possibility. Okay, so putting aside the the breeding of a unicorn for every child sure. under eight, um, what are some more campaign promises that you've made? Oh, um, well, promises are now uh, you know legislation. Um, I am going to make all speed limits a estimate. Okay, that's gonna be pretty easy. I'm just gonna put the word roughly in front of every number on the highway. That is easily implemented. Yeah, it's kind of what's happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we're all doing that anyway. Sarah, when's the last time you went the exact speed limit? I always- I could I could tell I could tell you when Sarah went the speed limit when you saw a police officer, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's no, that's okay. I'm not trying to paint you into a corner here. That's the other thing I'm going to do is all uh, all radar guns can only be uh, have the power to go four and a half inches. You don't think you're going to get pushback from the police union unions on that one? They love it. The one thing they hate doing is writing tickets. So if they have a radar gun that only goes four and a half inches, it might pick up a moth or two. Those puppies are not going above the speed limit. The amount of paperwork and administration costs that I have saved in four weeks in office, thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Oh, so this is already implemented in your district. Day two. Hmm. Second day. Wrote this one in. It went off with a 100% approval rate. Lawrence, have you seen an increase in traffic accidents? Significant increase. So many. Yeah, it's alarming, but also kind of awesome. Um, But I mean, I think this is going to actually self-correct itself, kind of like the kid who puts his hand on the stove. He's probably not going to do that twice. So, you know, the person driving their Honda Prelude 105 miles an hour probably won't do that twice. Yeah, Sarah, it's only day two. How many accidents could there have been just in two days? So you're you're suggesting that people will learn from their mistakes after they have traffic accidents due to uh, driving way too fast, way too excessive speeding. Yeah, I, I think so, and it's uh, that's up to them. And if not, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out when it happens. Again, we'll wing it. Sarah, I have to ask a question. I feel like you are suspicious of my policies and how I go about leading our district. Honestly, Lawrence, I'm I'm a little suspicious. It sounds like you just kind of do whatever your whims say, and yeah. I'd like to think that there was a little more forethought in our policy. Not a bit. Not one bit. It's as the wind blows. Lawrence, uh, this is just a thing that Sarah does. She's a little bit of a fuddy-duddy, so don't take it personally. I don't – actually, you know what? A government needs fuddy-duddies. Uh, I mean, without people pushing back, progress will not happen. Uh, granted, I'm going to do everything I can to push my ideas through, but I am up for debate and challenge and so forth. I'll, I mean, I'll ignore it, but I'm up for it. You know what? I just had a really fun idea. Let's have a debate right now between you and Sarah. All right. We got to do it right now because I don't want to start thinking. Okay, let's go. That's fair. Let's go. Uh, for starters, um, we're going to open the floor with Sarah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on free higher education? Um, I think that higher education we know has positive externalities. And because of that, I think we should absolutely fund it so that it's accessible to everyone. Hmm. Okay, Lawrence, can you tell can you can you follow up uh here? What what are your thoughts on uh free higher education? Uh nah. Sarah, that was pretty good. Uh you 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 get the job. It's yours now. Congratulations. You are now the state representative for District 4. Uh, Lawrence, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you can transfer your title that way. Can you? I can't. I think so. I'll figure it out tomorrow. But yeah, uh, swing by. Swing by the bunker. I'm going to give you uh, the name tag. It's it's got my name on it, but (laughs) ignore that. Parking pass. Hey, there's a free house and car that I don't use. Yeah. uh, How much... Can can I ask this this rude? How much how much does a state representative make? Oh, we do quite well. We make sixteen thousand dollars a year. Oof. Um, I don't I don't know that I can really fit that in with my uh podcasting schedule. All right. This is kind it's of worth my a try though. I can give you uh some leave of of absence if you need to, Sarah. I mean, has as your new co-boss, I do have some say in that. And um, I think it's important that if you're passionate about this in America and 
making this country all that it could be uh, as we come together as us. I, you know, if, if you want to do it, I, th- I think we can swing that leave of absence. Me and Kathy got this. You know what? It's Kathy? your call, Sarah. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll nice. Become, I'll become the state of Kentucky nice. horse district representative. Nice. Listen, there there is a truck of horses and narwhals on their way to your property. There is going to be a lot of paperwork. Uh, all crime, as you, I'm not sure if you heard, all crime is now legal. Uh, again, so that you got to sign off on all of that. Um, you have to go to the prisons and pardon everyone in person. Give them a big old hug on the way out. I I would start with the worst crime and work your way. There. Um, let's see what else. All cars need to be blue. Um, cats should be speaking in four years. Flight, uh, human flight. Even if we have the technology, hide it. Um, and we have removed the number seven. No number seven. Correct. You just don't like it? It's unlucky. Uh, there was someone at a debate. Yeah, unlucky number said, fine, sir, that's out. And I got their vote. Hey, Sarah, can I put something on your agenda? Ooh. Sure. Uh, can we make it illegal to buy more than one Hershey's family size candy bar at one time? I think that would be a good idea to really protect my constituents. I feel good. I feel like I have so much free time now. Yeah. What are you going to do with this uh, newfound freedom, Lawrence? I don't know. Um, maybe get back to writing. Uh, I was working on a, uh, an opera huh. before, I, before I went into office. Um, maybe open up that recycling center. Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe turn my bunker into the final community garden. I mean, really, uh, there's a lot of time in front of me and I got well, – I'll probably just take a nap actually. Well, the I thought the, the final community garden was pretty poetic actually. How do you mean poetic? It just kind of it feels like a, a a thing's coming full circle. You're letting go of this responsibility of office, and mm-hmm. as well as letting go of the responsibility of being the last hold on uh, from your family's cult. You're relinquishing that that last grip that uh, responsibility has on you, and just letting go and truly letting things wing it. You know, hmm. it's not a bad idea. However, I could just start the cult back up. You could do that too. Almost like a band coming back together. Yeah. I'll do a tour, get a drummer, get a van. Hey, Sarah, can you give me a permit for a van? Yes. You can have a van. Nice. This is going to work really well. Oh, by the way, uh, the governor's mansion, uh, there's a hide-a-key under the, under the second rock to the right from the front door. If you ever want to break in, check out how they live. Why would I break into the governor's mansion? Just a little inside information for an elected official. Okay, well, thank you very much. I would much. break in. I would break in. Um, I don't know that all of your policy is going to get enacted, but I don't think oh. you care, to be honest, right? No, I'm not going to follow up. Uh, again, there's no information, no newspapers coming into the bunker. Uh, but I would still check out the governor. He's got an alarming number of pool, pool tables in there. Some, something's up. How many pool tables does he have? The last I counted before I got thrown out the window, 14. Fourteen? Yeah. I just assumed all well-to-do people had a lot of pool tables. Is that unusual? Uh, I mean, fourteen's high. Yeah. Two is a lot. Yeah, Sarah, put that on your on your agenda as well to investigate the, the governor of Kentucky. Yeah, remove the number seven, then investigate the governor. 
Okay, remove the number seven, then investigate the num- the governor of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 14 pool tables, to be honest, does bother me. That makes it kind of seem like some kind of like a gambling problem. You know, like a hustling sort of situation. Like an underground pool hall. Yeah. It's the governor's mansion really an underground pool hall. I didn't get the check. Uh, you know, I brought in a sizable amount of cash, hopefully to play at their, uh, their craps table and at their... Uh, Horse racing track. I was actually stealing the horses for, as you know, uh, what was it again? Project Unicorn. I think yeah, we settled on Project Unicorn. <laughs> project well, Unicorn. It's, it's Sarah's project now. Oh, Sarah, name the projects. <laughs> this is your first thing. Name the project. We have Project Unicorn, Project Creepy Horse, Project Horse you can hang a shirt on. I, I wrote it down. It said the Unicorn Project. I think that does sound way better. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Start with the word that people. Oh, man. I think we made the right choice here, ladies and gentlemen. I think this country is in good shape. Uh, I've done my job. I feel I feel pretty good about it too. Especially, I feel like this was uh, me enabling it, mm-hmm. you know, by giving Sarah this this leave of absence. I feel like I'm a lobbyist almost, like I'm a big time uh, DC guy, you know. Lobbyists are good people. So I'm sure that Sarah has lots of work to do with this new this new job she's got. Um, so right about now is when we jump into something we call the lightning round, Lawrence. Great. Where we we ask you some rapid fire questions and you just give sure. us the first rapid fire answer off the top of your head. Uh, oh sweet! Oh, yeah. this is this is in my wheelhouse, so no yeah. preparation. Yeah, you ready to wing it and get into the lightning round? Let's do this. Lawrence, how are you going to get cats to talk? Uh, slowly and yelling. Lawrence, if you could make any other mythological creature a reality, which one would it be? Cyclops. Lawrence, what other number would you eliminate after seven? 63. That should get people to retire quicker. Good. Lawrence, what do you think is really in a box of Cheerios? Oh, my God. Uh, oats. Uh Somewhere between zero and infinity grams of sugar. And um, if I had my way, a pamphlet. Well, if now Sarah has her way. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Sarah, I might be running against you in two years. That's just fine, Lawrence. Lawrence, what's another use for a bunker other than a community garden? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Another use for a bunker? Uh, bingo hall, uh, camp. Uh, that's actually pretty similar to a cult, isn't it? Um, a year-round garage sale, a very poorly designed shooting range. Lawrence, what's your favorite uh, game to play in at a legal casino? Uh, <laughs> this game is not even really known in many casinos called Tick Tick, um, where you start everyone's pocket watches, and if any watch is off by more than two seconds, you have to cut off a finger. Scene. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to our guest, Brian Hines. Um, And Brian, why don't you tell them where they can find you? (laughs) Yeah, you sure about that? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, um, uh, I am up here in Vermont and uh, I'm a performer and soon to be teacher with the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, We just opened up a few months ago. So check it out. Shows, classes, all sorts of fun stuff. So cool. If you're ever up here in the Northeast, swing by. It's it's pretty sweet. Well, and before you guys... uh go over to check out the Vermont Comedy Club. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button uh, on the podcast, on your podcast platform, on yours. And while you're at it, leave a review because as I like to say, it's the only way people know we're a real podcast. <laughs> if you have any suggestions for uh, future guests uh, or ideas of future guests like a uh, politician, uh, 
astronaut that doesn't believe in planets, uh, feel free to reach <laughs> out to us at uh, askquestionspod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook as the Ask Questions Podcast, and we're on Instagram as askquestionspod, I think. I always doubt this part. I always doubt myself. I You're need to right. Believe, I need it's to believe in myself. Pod. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Mwah.